It was a very cruel scene, executed in an unusual manner. Hey, Cruel Coven. Hello, meaty love muffins. Ooh, meaty love muffins. Have you ever had a meat muffin? I've had a meatloaf muffin. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Little individualized portions of the loaf. (laughs) And then did you eat five portions? Probably. (laughs) And mashed taters. Okay, this is Cruel and Unusual. The podcast. I'm Tori. I'm Katie. And... We're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. No, I want to, as soon as we're done with this question of the day, I want to get right into it because I feel very somber. I know. About this case. I think it's the day too. Yeah. And it's just been a weird day. How was your first Mother's Day? My first Mother's Day was great. Actually, it was because I haven't slept hardly at all the past two nights and I woke up probably around like seven and it wasn't because of the baby. I woke up probably around seven. Rory made me breakfast in bed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fancy. Uh-huh. And then Nori, Nori. <laughs> <laughs> Nori and Nora, Rory. Rory and I fell back to sleep till like a little after 11. Oh. Yeah. And I never do that. No, you I don't. I never allow myself Usually to Usually you're that. up at like 4 a.m. Yeah. I'm like ready <laughs> and I'm going. So we fell back to sleep until about 11. And then we woke up to the dogs barking, and it was because Rory's grandpa was delivering me a flower. Oh. Yeah, for Mother's Just Day. Just one little, one flower? Yeah, it was like a hanging basket plant oh, thing. Oh, like a whole plant. Yeah, it was I so I was cute. thinking so, like a single rose. Yeah, no, that would have been cutie too. <laughs> but, um, so then he got to see the baby through the door. Oh. Because he hadn't seen her yet. Yeah. Yeah, and then we brought my grandmother this shelf that we ordered her and we bought my grandpa a puzzle <laughs> for mother's day you're probably and thrilled i got a coffee so it was great how was your mother's day. day it was good i actually did not even wake up until 11 something yeah i noticed that because yeah. i had messaged you like in my sleep when i had fallen back to sleep uh-huh. i was like fuck i should probably tell her that because rory had told me this morning that we couldn't record tomorrow Mm-hmm. So I text you and then you did not reply until long after I'd woke up again. You. <laughs> <laughs> so my good bitch is fucking sleeping in. Yep. So yeah, I got to sleep in and then I was just showered with gifts. Oh yeah. Which is weird. Very Usually weird. It doesn't happen like Mother's Day. I get a few things, but uh-huh. like, wow. And oh, uh, I don't even know. Oh, I did my research. (laughs) (laughs) But you... I already knew. I just had had to get, like, the details. Yeah, and we've actually talked about this case before, and we've we've both known quite Mm -hmm. a bit about it before. Yeah. Maybe not, like, um, concrete things, but we've both looked into it before Mm -hmm. quite a bit. I should mention my four-month... Or, my yeah, my daughter turned four months today. She's four months. Yeah, today, and... She got me a card all by herself, so I got a card for Mother's yeah. Day. She drove, she hopped in the Jeep, yeah, and she drove to Walgreens. She's very, very advanced for her <laughs> Could age. Could you imagine waddling <laughs> with a mask on, waddling into Walgreens? <laughs> with like a fucking soggy diaper. <laughs> and she pulls it down, hey, I'm here for a card. <laughs> Can someone please cards. just get my mother a card and let's mm-hmm. go. Let's make it quick because I don't have time for this shit. I need to go get my coffee. <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Um, Okay, you have a question of the day from Casey on Instagram, right? Yes. Casey, Casey, thank you so much for submitting your question on our story. All right, Casey, Casey has a would you rather question for us. Okay, I like it. Okay. She wants to know, 
Listen carefully. I'm scared. Would you rather have your thoughts broadcasted Fuck. so that everyone will always know what you're thinking while you're thinking it? Oh, no. Or never be allowed to wear, <laughs> never be a- allowed to wear clothes, but keep your thoughts to yourself. Oh, God. So if you don't want everyone to know your every thought, you have to be naked 24-7. <laughs> I mean, I would have to, I just for fucking other people, I would have to just go with remain clothed. And let people know what I'm fucking thinking. <laughs> see, I typically let everyone know what I'm thinking anyway. Yeah. I don't. The only time I could see that being problematic is if I'm like thinking about things in front of my boss or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I just think I would rather people. I mean, people in my family and my friends always know my thoughts as I'm thinking them mm-hmm. already. So, yeah, it would just really be. Yeah, me too. Shitty things that I think <laughs> in front of people that I don't want them to know what I'm thinking. And I would rather not get frostbite here in the frigid Midwest walking around naked. We'd get frostbite on our nipples. We, we, we would have the hardest fucking nipples. In all of the land. My boobs look better when my nipples are hard, though. <laughs> oh, I think that every... Don't everyone's... Can you answer us this? Men, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> yeah. People have puffy nipples. People have square nipples people have dark nipples they have light nipples they have rose colored nipples they have inverted nipples yes i know a girl with one inverted nipple yeah i mean it's nipples are nipples free the fucking nipple let's see what kind of nipples free free the fucking nips (laughs) free the hard nips only (laughs) how did this turn into this i don't know remember when we told everyone we were gonna get better at this yep and we didn't (laughs) hey newsflash we're still fucking here and this is your first time listening to us (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) don't listen again i'm sorry okay can we get into it yeah we are not doing our own separate cases today. Yeah, today is a little bit different. We took a poll in the Facebook group with some choices, and this case got the most votes, so it's what you want to hear about. Or maybe and you didn't vote for it, and you don't want to hear about it. And if in, you don't... In that case, press the button in the bottom and lock your phone, okay? <laughs> we'll keep fucking talking. It won't <laughs> shut us up. We'll out. be here. <laughs> today, we are going to be talking about the Delphi murders. Yep. This is the unsolved murders of Liberty German and Abigail Williams, or otherwise known as the Delphi murders, like you just said. Mm -hmm. What gets me about this one is that there's so much that we know with all the evidence, but there's still so much that we don't know. Right. And it's kind of just like a gray area. It's like, why isn't it solved? But then you try to connect the dots and they don't seem to add up to like anything. Exactly. It seems like it would be so fucking easy and it's just like there. Everything is there. But it's impossible but to it's connect. Not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's hard to like pick one theory and stick with it because right. then something, you know, well, that doesn't fit. This doesn't right. fit. Um, even with all the evidence. But as most of you true crime aficionados know, we've got video of the suspect. We've got his voice on a recording. We've got where, when, probably why. I mean, there's only so many reasons why grown men kill children. Mm-hmm. girls and the number one is that they're pieces of shit yep uh we just don't have who right and i think it's important that we keep talking about these girls even though it's a, a well-known case it's not solved it's just impo- it's important it needs to be solved and we should keep their story alive and covered for them and for their families yes. and for all of the other young women who are going to be murdered because you know damn well that there's going to be mm-hmm. and we should never stop talking about any of them right 
The town of Delphi, Indiana had always been known as a tight-knit community where everyone knows everyone, kind of like where we grew up. Yeah. It sits just west of central Indiana, and according to the 2010 census, the town's population sits at just under 3,000 residents. Wow. So really small. Yeah. It is the county seat of its county, though. Okay. Yeah, right. Farming. A lot of farmland, a lot of farmers. Mm -hmm. But just thinking about how small this town is which is how we grew up, knowing how small towns work and the types of people who live in them I feel and like their we daily should, lives. I feel like we should mention that the town that we grew up in, in um, it, it's what, an hour and a half from Chicago-ish? It's about an hour from Chicago. It's only a couple hours from Delphi. Yeah, it's not very far from Delphi at all. But when we were growing up in that town, there was, I, I remember the a little green population sign said 850 people yeah. for a long ass time. And now it's still what, a thousand? It's still right, that? right around a thousand, mm-hmm. maybe littler. Or yeah. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe littler than a thousand, <laughs> but littler. right around there. Um, so we get it. We understand the feeling of, you know, you don't have to lock your doors. You right. know everybody. Yep. Everybody's a good person, quote unquote, you know. And you just know how things work in the town. You right. know no one's out after like 9 p.m. Like, yeah, it, you know, it's just... You, you you know how it works. There's almost like a, like a f- flow. You right, know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. There's an ebb and flow and you, nothing is out of place. Right. And if know? there is, you notice it. Exactly. Go on the Facebook group for the town. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy standing? <laughs> like people know. People are watching. People yeah. see everything. People are watching. Why we couldn't get away with shit. Exactly. And people in small towns like that, they are tight knit. They're all, they're close. Mm-hmm. A lot of the elders grew up together. Yes. You know, and then they watch their children grow up together. So it's really like everyone's children are their children, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just. My it's, mom would always tell me growing up, well, watch what you're doing because there's, I've always got someone watching. Yep. And mm-hmm. she, it, it she was true. Did. Yeah, she it did. was true. Mm-hmm. We couldn't make a move. We could not breathe no. outside of our homes without, you know, Mr. Avendroth, like yeah. finding out, know. you know, and going back to our parents and be like, hey, yeah. why was your daughter down on 8th Street yep. at 3.03 mm-hmm. p.m.? Yeah. She should have still been leaving school. Katie was smoking a cigarette hanging <laughs> out the window. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we, anyway, but our like, point is we understand. Yeah. You and, know. and we can really feel how this would rock exactly. the area. Exactly. Like, totally just throw everything off its axis. I hate to use this like stereotype but these like horrendous types of crimes just don't happen in rural rural areas i can't say rural rural areas like this like we know of course they do sometimes but when you live in a place like this it's the last thing on your mind exactly like you said we would go on vacation for a week and Mm -hmm. not lock our house absolutely there was no need there wasn't a need because nothing bad Mm. happened Okay. Abigail Joyce Williams and Liberty Rose Lynn German were the best of friends who did everything together. And they just remind me, I said this before, but they remind me so much of me and you. Yeah. Like and the I th- bond that they had. Like Yeah. And I think that that's why this case really kind of hits home mm-hmm. and, and strikes a chord with us is because we could have been Libby and Abby. Oh, easily. You know what I mean? We did the yep. same kind of thing. We we would have done the same things. Mm-hmm. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? We would have went walking to take pictures too. Yep. And if you've listened to this week's Finisode, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just listen to it if you have Yeah, please. They were both eighth graders at Delphi Community Middle School. The girls played on the school's sports teams together. They both played alto sax in the middle school's band the same instrument Mm -hmm. even. They Mm -hmm. loved art and 13-year-old Abby especially liked to create and craft gifts for other people. 
She kept herself busy making bracelets, bead art, and was even knitting tiny little hats for newborns to donate to the local oh, hospital. I love that. I wouldn't. That I wouldn't have done that. No. at fucking thirteen. No, that you can. In my Ramones shirt. Could you imagine? She was clearly a special girl. Yes, and probably like it seems to me like both of these girls were kind of very mature for their age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. She'd been playing volleyball on the school's team for three years and had planned on joining the school's softball team with Libby. It sounded like Libby was kind of like talking her into it, you know, yeah. getting her hyped up. Like, yeah, try out because Libby had already been playing softball. Sure. They were just dead set on rocking the shit out of the sport. Like Aww. they wanted to do it. Yeah. And they, it's even better when you do it with your best friend. I know. You know what I mean? I know. They even went and bought matching equipment together. Oh. And that reminds me of something me and you would do too. Like, oh, here's something we've never done before. Right. We're just going to start doing it and we're going to be great at <laughs> we're it. We're going to be so fucking but great at it. They probably were great at it. They probably were. And we probably wouldn't have <laughs> No. <been. laughs> and even though Abby had never played before, she was just determined to do it. And her family said she would have been great at it too. Another love of Abby's was photography, and she just had an eye for detail and finding the beauty in ordinary things. Libby was 14, and she was starting to get really interested in forensic science. Mm -hmm. She had dreams of solving crimes or maybe even becoming a science teacher. She knew what interested her, and she had even sat in on a couple classes at Purdue University to get a better idea of what path she wanted to take. Oh, cool. I wasn't even, like... I wasn't even thinking about that no, shit at 14. Oh, God, no. Libby also loved baking, and you could find her whipping up some cookies or dessert for her family, and she always made sure to save a few for her grandpa. Aw. Very thoughtful. She was described by her grandparents as uplifting, outgoing, and kind. Wow. And she loved to make other people feel good about themselves. She'd leave little notes for her teachers and make special art projects to give them as gifts, and oh she was just always thinking of someone else. Yeah. She liked photography, too, and of course, she loved her sports. So, Monday, February 13th, 2017, was forecasted to be unseasonably warm, around 50 to 60 degrees. That probably doesn't sound warm to some of you. Cough, cough, Florida, mm-hmm. <laughs> wearing your winter coats when it's 50, but whatever, I digress. But us living only a couple hours away from, from Delphi for February, that's warm as fuck. Warm as fuck. Warm yeah. as fuck. Mm-hmm. And a day like that in February, is it's pretty rare for that time of the year in Indiana, in case you don't know what the weather is like. School should have been in session that day, but given how it was supposed to be beautiful outside, the school decided to use one of their snow days that was already set aside for bad weather. They figured it was going to be warm, so we'll let the kids have this kind of like unexpected day off. And on Monday, too. Like, that's, yeah, that's even so better. nice. Yeah. So that Sunday night, already knowing that they were going to have Monday off, the girls decided to have a sleepover. One thing I wanted to note here that I couldn't really find is I don't know if it was broadcasted that the schools were going to be out or closed that day or not. Like, I don't know if it was, like, in the news or radio or whatever. I never even thought about yeah. that. It makes me wonder if our suspect knew the kids would be out and about all right. day. Right. And he planned this accordingly, or Ugh. if he was just waiting in the area for a crime of opportunity, or both. I don't I know. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. But either way you look at it, the fact that there wasn't going to be school that Monday, it's something only a local would know. Right. You know? Right. Even like the next town over. Right. You don't usually hear. Well, if, no. You know, you know what I mean? And especially not like in a small community like that. Right. Like, let's say... 
where we grew up was going to cancel school. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that, you know, 10 miles away down the road, they wouldn't know about that. Right. And that would not prove if he was there for them, these girls specifically, or if he knew school was going to be out and he, he knew that there would be kids there. Right. And he was just going to take who he could get. Exactly. I don't know. Who knows if it was, you know, maybe he was following them or mm-hmm. maybe he was, you know, just... He knew he wanted to commit this crime. He yeah. didn't necessarily know that the kids right. were going to be out of school. And he was just, he would have done, he would have, you know, done this to a woman on her own. Right. Or, you know, three kids on their own. Mm-hmm. Or an older person. Maybe he was just that yeah. fucked up. Or if it was just a nice day, maybe he was there. I heard someone was saying something about shed hunting, which is where you're looking like in the wooded areas for deer antlers that have been oh, shed. Okay. And that, like, it was like he he decided right on the spot and he just saw the opportunity yeah we, oh, we, we don't we don't know that. and we won't know until he's caught but it's and just, he fucking will be that's it's like the hard thing about this case i have faith that he will he will be so the girls decided that abby would sleep over at libby's house and they did what any eighth grade girl would do at a sleepover they hung out with libby's older sister kelsey they did crafts they watched movies they probably talked about their futures and their plans like you know remember staying up while well, sometimes yeah. you would stay up but just girl talk and staying up all night sitting on the roof yeah (laughs) eating pizza just yeah a sleepover having the time of our lives yeah the next day abby and libby asked kelsey libby's sister to drop them off at the hiking trail near delphi's monon high bridge this bridge is a railroad bridge that's been abandoned and it sits high above deer creek like if you've seen the pictures of this it is high as it's far. high and these girls were on it walking <laughs> like uh-huh. the, i would know i couldn't even sweaty. imagine yeah Ugh. this area is pretty secluded it's not like there are hiking trails yeah it's a popular place it's well known but there aren't really any like parking lots or specific entrances to go in. So Kelsey dropped Abby and Libby off at a trailhead about 1.30 p.m. So it was decided before Kelsey dropped them off that her father was going to pick the girls up later on. There was a little bit of a discrepancy with that because Katie was researching and she found there was at least one article that said that her grandpa was supposed to be picking her up. Mm-hmm. We have a screenshot of it, but we're not totally sure of the actual URL. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, But I actually, just because I wanted to make sure that we got this right, I reached out to Kelsey on Twitter and she said that it was it was definitely her dad who was supposed to be picking them up. Yeah, so basically we just didn't want to report something that was misconstrued or, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't completely correct. So I'm glad that Kelsey replied yeah. so we could have the right thing for you because that is the problem with a lot of true crime cases so many different people say so many different things right and I think that it's kind of understandable if the crime happened like in the early 1800s but <laughs> right. this happened three fucking years ago uh-huh. so there should not be no. all of these major discrepancies out there no and from what I've read there's not a ton of them but that is a pretty big discrepancy and especially in open cases like this you have right. to try to be as responsible as you can exactly you don't want to put the wrong Wrong information out there. Exactly. Kelsey dropped the girls off, like Katie said, right about 1.30, 1.35, and she made sure that they both had sweatshirts because mm-hmm. similar to kind of what you were saying about Libby, Kelsey, which is Libby's older sister, was yeah. very caring as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she just wanted to make sure that the girls would be okay. Right. 
Yeah. And like we said, it was 50, 60-ish degrees. Right. So and while like, it's not cold. Yeah. That still. age, you're like, oh, I don't want to wear a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, take one anyway. <laughs> yeah. So then Kelsey left to hang out for a little bit with her boyfriend before they had to go to work. Mm-hmm. And there was a bit of a gap between when her boyfriend had to be at work and when she had to be at work. So Kelsey stayed behind and hung out with his dad and finished watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Kelsey had to be at work at 4.30. Libby's dad was set to pick up the girls at 3.30. So just about two hours after Kelsey had dropped them off. But when he got to the spot, they were nowhere to be found. Derek, Libby's dad, tried calling her multiple times to no avail. And finally, Kelsey's grandma called her twice around 4.12. Kelsey immediately knew that something was wrong. She said her grandma never called her multiple times and especially didn't call her when she knew that she was going to be at work or was at work. So Kelsey called her grandma back and her grandma asked her, have you heard from Libby? Kelsey said that was probably the hardest moment of her entire day. She ended up calling her place of employment, telling them that she needed to go help look for her sister and that she wouldn't be in that night. And I can 1 million percent feel for her in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I get why she says that because, you know, when you find out that someone that you love can't be found. Right. Even if you're not your first, you know... Your first thought isn't, oh, something tragic happened to them. But it is, oh, my God, that's unusual. Yeah. Um, But I I understand why she said that. And she probably, even though it is in no way whatsoever her fault, she dropped them off. Exactly. And And I think that she said that, too. She was like, you know, I was the last person to see them. So it was Mm. in my mind, like, well, what the heck could have happened? Because I saw them. They were there. It's only been two hours. Yeah. Yeah. So Kelsey went to the bridge, probably got there around 4.30, she said. Her family thought maybe they, the girls, Mm -hmm. they being the girls, had either fallen or maybe wandered off and couldn't find their way back. Especially with that bridge. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. And the terrain was very, um, there was a lot of hills. It's very, very rugged. Um, Kelsey and her uncle crossed the bridge and they were yelling the girls' names and hoping that they would call out to them if they heard them and they were like fallen, they had fallen down or if they were yeah. hurt. They had no luck in finding the girls. So Kelsey and her uncle headed back and that is when the family decided that they needed to get the police involved. Mm-hmm. It was starting to get dark and they knew that they needed help. Kelsey's grandparents went to the police station and the police and the family and even people from the Delphi community as well as surrounding cities searched until midnight until the search was called off due to safety concerns. And like I mentioned, the terrain was super rugged and mm-hmm. it was just a hard, it was, it's just a harsh area. Right. Yeah. So the police made that decision and made that call and they called off the search. The police said at that time that there was no reason to suspect foul play, which I understand that they don't want to get people up in arms right but in the same time i don't fucking like that no because you can't just assume that abby and libby were girls who they were rule followers yeah they didn't disappear they didn't you know run away every so often like some people do Mm -hmm. there was absolutely no reason to think that they would just wander off right so to publicly announce that they did not suspect any foul play that early on even yeah. just period but no comment would have been exactly better i just, just don't like that yeah. no and i wonder if they really didn't if they really didn't suspect foul play yeah I or know. if they were just saying that because to maybe it's because people. it was the area that they had gone missing inside maybe. of yeah. maybe they just assumed you know it's, it's a dangerous right place I mean, I don't know. First thing the next morning, the police put people into groups to begin search efforts again. Kelsey actually packed granola bars and blankets for the girls. So when they found them, they'd have some sense of comfort. 
Yeah, she heart. knew that after being out there all night, they would be hungry and they, mm-hmm. they would be so happy to have something to eat. It was reported that dogs, drones, and even a dive team were brought in to aid in search efforts. And then it was also later reported that the dogs were on the way. Okay. But they hadn't gotten there yet. Mm -hmm. The cell phones were believed to have been turned off when tracking efforts led nowhere. So since they couldn't track their phones, they thought, they, they assumed their phones were off? Yeah. Or dead? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, either someone had turned them off when the crime was committed or they had already you know yeah lost all their bat all the battery was already drained okay okay so now it is february 14th and that is when a searcher finds the bodies <sighs> kelsey said that she had heard someone yell up the hill that they found a shoe shortly after their bodies were found at the edge of a private property line about half a mile from the bridge after they found the deceased bodies of abby and libby kelsey said that she felt an overwhelming feeling of defeat In the days following, there were countless numbers of interrogations on the family, and Kelsey felt extremely scared knowing that someone was out there, a complete monster was out there just walking free. And here they were wasting time on the family. Exactly. Exactly. Autopsies were done, and both girls were determined to be killed in a double homicide. Kelsey said in an interview in 2019, well, it wasn't exactly an interview, it was for a YouTube video by Kendall Ray, Mm -hmm. that she feels the police messed up quite a bit, but that they were making up for it at that time. Yeah. But the thing is, right after is the most important time. That's when you cannot afford Uh, to mess up. Yeah. Um, Carrie Timmons, which is Libby's mom, also said that she feels their investigation could have been better to begin with. She's upset that the police suspended the search at midnight. They jumped the gun by calling off the search, Carrie said. Mm-hmm. And that was from Inside Edition. And, and I get that the police were concerned for safety. Right. And sure, maybe maybe the police could have. You can't tell people that they can't be out there unless that park closes, right? right. Yeah. Which I don't think it does, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. But they could have said, you know, family, why don't you go home? We will call you if anything comes up. Mm-hmm. If any of the public were still there, hey, you guys go home, come back in the morning. Right. But I believe, I mean, isn't that their job? It is their job. They could rally the numbers if they needed more, more exactly. people. So part of me really feels like... There were two, there were a thirteen and a fourteen year old girl out mm-hmm. in those rugged terrain woods. Yeah, somebody. Well, I mean, there's there's three shifts, right? For yeah. for police yeah. normally, right? So the midnight shift should have kept going out there. Yeah, they have flashlights. They yeah. have things. They're trained. I personally, if I'm getting in my feelings about it, I think that the police should have com- continued that investigation. I think so too, because you know what? At midnight. It's already been dark. In February exactly. here, it gets dark at like 4.30 p.m. They've already been looking in the dark. They can't use that as an excuse at exactly, midnight. Exactly, which they did. Yeah. And I can't imagine. So people, some people will argue, you know, well, the girls were already deceased by then. And maybe they did figure that out with an autopsy and that's the truth. I don't know. But what if they hadn't been? They didn't know yeah. that at the time. What if the suspect was still, exactly. you know, like... At midnight that know. night, they did not know that if those girls were dead or alive. They right. had no idea. So what... And it's February. Mm-hmm. So it gets colder. It was quite a bit colder than 50 yeah. or 60 at midnight. Yeah, it's going to drop at night. Exactly. So what if they were freezing? Yeah, sure. Kelsey right. made sure that they had sweatshirts, but that doesn't mean anything right. for it being 20 or 30 degrees out yep. and having no food or water. Yep. And what... You know, what if... I mean... We know they were murdered, but what if but at the one, time someone had fallen and broken their leg and exactly. the other wasn't going to leave her friend exactly. and they needed help and, right. she, you know. Right. Or, or maybe they, they were unconscious. Or could, yeah, could they have still... Yeah. 
You yeah, know what I, I mean? I don't know. There's so many things, and I'm just obviously we're not out there. we're not detectives. We're not cops. No, no. We don't have any room to talk. No, but, but I'm just putting out there. My feeling is they should not have suspended that search. Right. Maybe they could have suspended it for family and for citizens, mm-hmm. but that police force who was trained and who was on the clock should have kept doing it. Yeah, I That's agree. what I think. I agree. Um, which doesn't mean a whole lot, but anyway. So the next day on February 15th, the Snapchat video was released. Police said that they just wanted to speak to the man in this video. On the 19th, they announced that he was the suspect. Now, the video, and we will have it linked in the show notes, you can see the suspect, but he is super grainy. It's kind of hard, but you can definitely see his clothes. You can see his outline. You can see his build. You can see all of that. Mm -hmm. The way that he's walking. Now, at first, police, this was kind of annoying to me in in Mm -hmm. one of the press conferences. The police were like, you know, if you see this man in this video, you can tell by how he walks. You can tell his mannerisms. But then, literally probably a minute later, they were like, now, this man's walking very unnatural because yeah. of the way the bridge is. So, which oh, is it? Now that you know we what look I, at it a little You know what harder. I mean? Yeah. Exactly. So, yep. yes, he was, he was, it was definitely probably not his normal gait. Yeah. But you can still, if you know that man, mm-hmm. you know who that is. It'll ring a bell. Yeah. yeah. One million percent. I believe that. What a badass now, like yeah, I know. I know. To have the, the the whatever word I'm thinking of to be able to pull out her phone, yeah, and get it to that, get it, you know, to record. I would be like a fumbling, bumbling, exactly mess. Yes. So that was what I was just going to say. So it's important to know that this Snapchat video was taken by the girls. Yeah. It wasn't like some random person videoing and sending it to the police. The girls had enough sense in this moment to take videos and pictures and even audio. Yeah. Um, On Libby's phone, an audio recording was saved. And in this recording, you can hear a man saying, down the hill. Mm -hmm. So we're going to play the audio really quick that they were able to capture. So on Libby's phone, an audio recording, which you just heard, was saved. And in this recording, you can hear a man saying, down the hill. Later on, they ended up releasing an extended version. And really, the only extension was girls, down the hill, Mm -hmm. is what it said. Police believe this voice is absolutely linked to the man that murdered the two girls. There was also recordings of the girls talking about how there was a man following them. Police believe that they were doing this because they knew this man was following them and they needed to have the evidence. They were smart enough in those moments to capture that. Heroes. Yeah. Also, apparently, there was additional information on the phone that the police are keeping private. And in case you don't know, a lot of times police keep things private just in case they have to go to trial or just in case, let's say they're doing interrogations and the suspect says something that they haven't released to the public yet. And they're like, hey, this was something that we did not reveal. This person knows it we've got our guy yeah or like how did this happen if they say the wrong thing exactly. then they know they have a false confessor is that a word confessor <laughs> yeah. so i mean it's just it sucks and it's kind of maddening on our end that we can't hear that and it's human nature that. just to want to know and be nosy too you know yeah it's like exactly just, i want to know exactly but you have to know that they're doing it for a reason for the good of the the integrity of the investigation yeah Now, two months after that, property owner Ron Logan is not named as a suspect despite the police serving a search warrant at his home because that was the property that the girls were found, like, Mm -hmm. right on the property line. It was believed that the man from the video was around 220 pounds with red-brown hair. 
Indiana passed a law in January of 2018. Police were now able to take DNA samples of anyone involved in an arrest that was slapped with a felony, which could really help Mm -hmm. because then they're going to have all of this DNA. Do we know if they've got DNA, though? We don't know, but here's the deal. They have to. I'm almost positive that they do because... Now, I thought that this would be something that would be like in a gag order, but apparently it's not because Kelsey said... It might have been in that YouTube video with Kendall Ray, or it could have been maybe in some other interview, but she said that she had to give her DNA three times mm-hmm. to the police. Okay. So that makes me think that there is DNA that they have collected. Yeah. And also something that, that I'll say later on, that's another reason, but I'm almost positive that they have the mm-hmm. DNA. Now, I want to talk just a little bit about the people who have been suspects mm-hmm. in the murders. So in September of 2017, Daniel Nations was arrested. He's a registered sex offender in Indiana. He was actually arrested in Woodland Park, Colorado, and charged with threatening people on a trail with a fucking hatchet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, you know, just little things like that. He had been driving around with expired plates and was pulled over, and they realized that there was a warrant out for him. In January of 2018, so just a few months later, Daniel was arrested for threatening people in Colorado, and then he was thrown into jail. On the 24th, he was transferred to Indiana and put into custody for failing to register as a sex offender. In February of 2018, a month after that, police reported that they no longer considered him a suspect in Libby and Abby's murder. That's another reason why I'm thinking, hey, maybe they do have DNA evidence or something. That's why he was ruled out. Exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah. Also in 2019, Charles Eldridge was arrested in Union City, Indiana. The only reason that he was really even on the police's radar was because he looked so similar to the original sketch. Mm -hmm. He ended up being not a suspect after they looked into him a little bit further. Yeah. Thomas Bruce, who is a pastor, was charged with fatally shooting a woman and sexually assaulting two other people in November of 2019. He also had a very uncanny appearance to the original to the original sketch, eventually also not a suspect. Mm -hmm. On the first anniversary, police say that they tracked more than 30,000 tips in the case. Indiana State Police Superintendent Doug Carter says that his team will not quit, and this is a quote. I refuse to accept evil as a standard bearer in American society. It's personal to me because those two young girls are everybody's daughters. So kind of similar Mm -hmm. to what we said in the beginning. Yeah. You know, that's how they thought of them. On the second anniversary of the case, it was said that investigators had received 38,000 tips on that case. Indiana State Police Superintendent Doug Carter says investigators had not given up on it yet. Quote, if you're watching, Carter said to the suspect, we're coming for you. End quote. Two months after he said that, police released their updated sketch of the suspect, which looks totally fucking different Mm -hmm. from the first sketch, which is also maddening. And I think that's another reason that the family was kind of a little bit defeated as well yeah because they had spent two years i would be fucking livid exactly they had spent two years and so much money yeah putting out that sketch yeah you know what i mean so many people spent so much time and money and their effort and they're totally different we'll put we'll put a side by side in the group and in instagram whatever yeah yeah it's it's crazy and and then they were saying oh well we think he's older than we originally thought was it yeah yes so they think that he's older but he looks very young yeah that's what they're saying now yeah but if you i mean and i saved a few of the pictures so if you look at these two sketches side by side it's fucking insane 
they did not look like the same person at all. So all of these suspects in the beginning that they were like, oh my God, this person looks so much like that. Yeah. Well, it doesn't look like the new sketch at all. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know what changed their mind about yeah. the sketch either. If they got like, if they were able to clarify the video more or yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So that's basically another, another point to that is that they, the police say that the suspect is in his mid twenties to mid thirties based on evidence taken from Libby's cell phone. Mm-hmm. Police also released the video and updated audio of the suspect, also taken from Libby's phone. The ISP superintendent, Doug Carter, says police believe that the suspect is either from Delphi, was from Delphi, or worked in Delphi. Police also were looking for information about a vehicle found. Now, this vehicle was abandoned on Carroll County 300 North near the Hoosier Heartland Highway on February 13, 2019, almost two years Mm-hmm. to when the girls were found police did not release a description of the vehicle which i think would fucking help do they think that it was sitting there for the whole two years no idea exactly i like, have no idea what they're what they're i'm sure you could that. tell if it was sitting there you know like right. it would have signs of right i, I don't know yeah you know? i watched a press conference that was from the two-year anniversary and that same superintendent Doug Carter was so incredibly emotional mm-hmm. the entire time. Just the way, you know, normally when you watch press conferences with police officials talking, it's very stern. It's very to the point. It's very yeah. cut and they dry. They will say their condolences and how hard yeah. it is. But but yeah. But it's not their emotional. Their tone is, is yeah. professional and yeah. even, yeah. And Doug was, is just, you can tell that he cares and he's torn up about it yeah exactly he's very very passionate about it and i can see that and i think everybody can see that just by watching him talk about the girls Mm -hmm. now the police are saying that they believe they will solve this case it's been three years but i did watch a short interview and doug carter is saying that they have every single piece besides one yeah they know way more than they're telling us oh yeah there were press conferences held on the anniversary of the first the first anniversary and second but there was not one this past february Mm -hmm. we have no idea how the girls died the autopsies were sealed so the public is not in the know about the cause of death or events surrounding it and there's a lot of controversy around that because a lot of people think that we should know a lot of people are in agreement with the police that you know it's proper to seal off the autopsies i don't think the public needs to know i don't think so either i think that's morbid curiosity is what that is exactly i don't think it's it's okay let's say we know that they were shot in the head right what the fuck is that gonna do for us it's not gonna Mm -hmm. help the investigation on our end right what are we gonna do go around asking people Mm -hmm. hey did you shoot someone in the head exactly there's absolutely no reason for them to release that to the public that's going to matter to the investigation that's Mm -hmm. going to matter to the families it's going to matter to a lot of things but that should not be public knowledge i don't think that's a 13 and a 14 year old girl Mm -hmm. that it's just not something that we should know no I agree. The families are building a park and memorial of the girls. Both Libby and Abby were so involved in different activities, like Katie mentioned earlier, and were into very different hobbies, from arts to sports. And the memorial, there's going to be a memorial path going through the park with names of victims or family members and loved ones to remember them. Mm-hmm. I think that that's fucking awesome. It is. I love that. They would love I that. I don't know if they've started building it yet. I tried to look it up a little bit. They have a few different websites. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't tell if they had started building it or if they're still trying to raise the money, but I'll get into that too. 
Now, Kelsey is very, very involved in social media advocacy mm-hmm. for Libby and Abby and also other cases, too, of unsolved murders or even missing people. She's involved in a lot. Yeah, of I was reading where she's she's befriended the sister of one of the Golden State Killers victims. Yeah, something that I didn't put in my research notes, but um, Doug Carter had said in one of the press conferences that he feels that the person who was responsible for the deaths of Libby and Abby could be in that room as yeah. he was talking or, and the golden state killer mm-hmm. was known. He did the same fucking for thing. going into the press conferences about him too. There's something that just fucking gets them off on that. Yeah. But I'm glad that they have each other because that's a very specific thing to, to go through your yeah. sister being murdered. I'm glad that they have that. That's all I have to At say. Least. I'm glad that they have each other that At they, least, you know, yeah. they yeah. truly know how the other feels. Yeah. So I don't know if, that park is being built yet or if they're still raising money but you can actually donate to help them do that so we'll go we're going to link that in the show notes as well and we'll put that on facebook mm-hmm. i think we're going too. to actually have a little um secret project that we're trying that we're going to do and we're trying to figure out where to donate the money to oh yeah and that would be a really good one we that would be that. a really good one to donate to okay so back to kelsey so kelsey is trying to get the word out as much as she can about the girls she says that at first she did not want her voice to be heard she mm-hmm. was scared she didn't want people to be coming up to her and saying oh i can't imagine what you're going through she just didn't want to hear it and she yeah. said that she still doesn't want to hear that because we can't right we have no. no idea we can't imagine it so what what the fuck is the point in saying that to her right Um, But she does want to be the voice to help other families and victims story be heard. Mm -hmm. There are over, I don't know the exact number, but I know that there are over 200,000 unsolved murders. Yeah. Right now. I think since the 1980s is when they started compiling that list, but something like that. She's truly being both of the girls champion. She she changed her major in school to forensic psychology. Also, we will have... The email for tips, we'll have the tip line, we can say that too. Anyone with information is urged to call the Delphi Homicide Investigation tip line at 844-459-5786. And we'll put that everywhere too. Yeah, so we're going to put the email because they have an Abby and Libby tip email. Mm -hmm. We'll put the tip line that Katie just said. Uh, We can also put the Indiana State Police, the Carroll County Sheriff numbers there, if that's your preferred method. There's also a website. It's abbyandlibby.org. We'll have that linked. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a very cool Facebook group called Brainstorming for Abby and Libby. That is not something to discuss the case. Okay, Mm -hmm. they don't want people in there saying their different theories. That Facebook page is specifically for brainstorming ideas you know, how to get the word out and Mm -hmm. how to come up with different ideas and tactics that they can do to either raise money or just just spread the word and help as many people as we can learn about this. Because Mm -hmm. the more people that know, the more options that we have to fucking catch this guy. Yeah. And I know we've got we've got listeners in Indiana who I'm sure know all about this already. I'm sure. But if you are in the area or close and you have any inkling or like thought in the back of your mind call it in exactly. send them an email it's not going it to could be the hurt smallest anything. thing that breaks it wide open exactly so. they could they like they said like doug carter said they're literally waiting on one fucking thing yeah and then these girls will get the justice yeah. that they deserve 
Also, if you guys want to connect with Kelsey, she's constantly posting updates and she's yeah. also reaching out about other cases as well. She's on Twitter at Liberty G underscore sister. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, I mm-hmm. just think that this case is so incredibly sad. But at the same time, I feel like there are so many people who are out there trying their damnedest. Mm-hmm. They and, and then, like we said, Kelsey totally changed everything she was going to do in her life. Right. And is championing for so many other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Because there's so many that, that, that don't get podcasts made about them. Exactly. That don't make the news or the newspaper. Exactly. And I want to do more of those cases, too. I, yeah. Um, and then to really take a deep dive into this one, check out Down the Hill, the podcast by HLN. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so good. They're doing so good with that. That's that. We'll have everything. We'll have all. We'll have the tip line. We'll have the email, and mm-hmm. we'll have all of our sources linked in the show notes below. Please make sure, like Katie said, if you know anything, even mm-hmm. if you don't think, if you don't think that right. it could help anything, but you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. It's kind of you know, yeah. Fucking call it in. It yeah. cannot hurt. If you're into true crime and your family's not and might not like know much about this or you know have seen the video or recording, show your family. Mm-hmm. Show them. See if anything, you know, sticks out in their head. Just anything. Yeah. Somebody knows who the fuck he is. Someone knows who it is. And I really do believe it's going to, it isn't going to be much longer. Yeah, I hope not. I think that this is one that they can do, that they can solve. Yeah. All right, Tori. Okay. What are you reading, watching, listening to? Reading, watching, listening. Fuck. (laughs) I'm still reading Rewrite the Stars. I've been (laughs) reading that for a month. Um... What am I listening to? I haven't listened to any podcast in months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> and what am I watching? It's hard so not hard. being able to listen to podcasts. I've been watching nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. Um, I did watch, obviously, Kendall Ray's video. Mm-hmm. Trying to, so I, because she actually had Kelsey, um, like, I guess she had called in and, like, via webcam. Yeah. So, Kelsey, a lot of what I was saying was kelsey's own words Mm -hmm. so yeah i'll have that linked obviously but i haven't really been i we finished raven's grove well you finished your part i finished my part i've got to really get down to crunch time here (laughs) because i finished that i finished my other book that's a secret that i haven't told besides you Mm -hmm. and lauren um we've been planning like a like a trilogy type of deal yeah we've got covers exciting for a trilogy we don't have it written yet but the after katie finishes her part of raven's grove redemption we're gonna start outlining all of those we're gonna send that off to the editor and and yeah are you reading watching Um, listening anything well today in the mail i got my copy of save the cat writes a novel by jessica brody because you know after writing and publishing three books i just thought maybe i could have you know learn how to (laughs) write a fucking book (laughs) (laughs) so i hear you i'm kind of excited to actually read that and see i haven't started i just got it but to see you know what it says yeah and if you're an author or if you're trying to be an author everybody raves about this book yeah i've heard it's everybody amazing yeah and it's helping, got all of the beats yeah, it's helping ju- it's, outline it's like an out it's like i think it's how to outline how to plot and you know outline it's basically how to fucking do it yeah how to write a book <laughs> it's, it's about time like i learned <laughs> how to write a book for dummies yeah that's what it is yep. but no everybody fucking says it's awesome so yeah and today i listened to the my favorite murder this past week's my favorite murder and oh my god it was one of my favorites yeah i did have to get caught up they did um baby jessica the baby that fell down the the pipe in the well and then um one of them did the deaths of sid and nancy 
Wow. Yeah. So that was that's a different. Fun episode. Yeah. That's not fun. I mean, that's not fun. But it's never fun. It was. But it, it, it was, was an interesting episode. Yeah. Wow. So listen okay. to that one. You like it? Yeah, I will. I definitely will. And then um, uh, watching nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Tanner's decided to watch the James Bond movies oh, from God, beginning Lord. to end and there's like what like 20 something of know. them at this point and I just can't I'm sitting here trying to work on my computer and it's like like the I just can't like well at least tonight or tomorrow night or whenever you can edit and then you can have your headphones on yeah yeah boom hey all right. all right like we said guys please if you know anything please call the tip line we'll have it listed below yep and we will have our, oh, we haven't done our links, but we'll have our discussion post up on Thursday when this episode goes live. Yep. So we want to hear anything you know about this case, anything that you think could be useful, mm-hmm. put it there. And our discussion posts are always in the group. They're yep. not on our podcast page. They're in our podcast group on Facebook. Yep. So come join us in there. That is Cruel and Unusual, the group. You type that in your search bar. It'll pop up. Maybe. I don't It'll know. It'll pop up. If you want us to invite you, send us a message. We'll give you an invite to the group. Exclusive. Yeah. Hey, get in the group. <laughs> get and the fuck in the group. The what are you doing? In the group. Jesus we want you Lord. there. Don't make it awkward. Yeah, exactly. Don't force <laughs> us. Okay. You can email us stories for the minisodes. We love, we love reading your guys' stories. And don't feel stupid about it either. Yeah. Okay. We told our fucking stupid ass stories. Exactly. This week. So get your fu- get your fucking <laughs> shit together and send us your goddamn stories. You so can, we have content, okay? You can send those to cruel and unusual the pod at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at cruel and unusual the pod. And our Twitter is at cruel unusual pod. And I have made it my goal for this upcoming week that I'm going to be using the podcast Twitter more. Okay, good. That's a good goal. It's a good goal. Yeah. We have 119 followers. No, we don't. We have 74 followers. <laughs> Let's pump up the numbers, guys. Let's pump those numbers up. If you go follow us on Twitter, I swear I will tweet more. Yeah. I swear. And we follow back. So we always follow back. Yeah. Um, And then cruelinkmedia.com will have our sources and all that shit. On all there. that so shit. Just check that out. So, uh, all right. We have a Patreon. And we have merch. Both of those things will be listed in the show notes, wherever the fuck you're listening. Yeah, and they're in our link tree. Just yep. you, you can find it. You'll find it. And if you don't, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. All right, guys. All right. We, we love, love you. you. Bye. 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 <laughs>